Here we go. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So today we're going to talk about, it's kind of a preview of the class, hypnotic writing and over-the-top marketing. Um, and they always, they, whoever they are, I'm always trying to figure that out. Uh, of course, I could make it up because I'm saying it. But uh, whoever they are, you know, they say that it's always good to teach something that you want to get better at yourself or, you know, you want to take your learning to the next level. Because when you begin to teach it, you take this information, however you learned it, and you have to put it through your filters, your, your, your psyche, if you will. So when you teach it, it's, it's going to come out a little bit differently. It's why no two teachers teach alike unless they're just parroting. And I've been thinking about this for about the last few months with um, everything going on and things starting to open up and all that. Um, so I started looking at my own work with, you know, how I do posts and how I do ads. And I have been, written a lot of ads lately, but post ads, social media in general, right? And, you know, what was working, what not working, things like that. And much like everything else that we're coming across, the rapid changes in technology uh, affect how you do things, not just with social media, with things like that. But because of what's out there, if you're going after certain targets, if you're trying to do a post or, a, or an ad for a certain you know, group or demographic, uh, you got to realize that you know, the knowledge base goes up, if you will. Just how, what used to work doesn't work anymore. You know, if you've been around this a while, you used to remember when you get things about sign up for this and get a free report, right? And we'd all go sign up for these free that you never read anyway, but you got free reports. Well, that doesn't work anymore, right? It doesn't, nobody wants a free report. You know, then it moved into free ebooks and free downloads and free everything. So that, you know, every, not that the stuff doesn't work. It's just that people, you know, the, the knowledge base changes. So when you talk about hypnotic, you know, hypnotic writing, which I tie into over-the-top marketing, you know, how does your message get across to the people that you want it to get across? That's really what the whole thing will be about, right? Whether it's a post, because posts can be almost effective as ads if they're done right. Of course, that seems to be changing without they change the algorithms and Facebook and Google and YouTube and all that. But still, you know, you, it can be, it can be as effective, you know? And so, you know, I was just gonna give away a few things, you know, it's not just a sales pitch for people that haven't signed up for the class yet, right? But the first I question I always wonder is, all of us trained in hypnosis and NLP, and I use the term like, whether you wanna call it hypnotic writing or hypnotic marketing. My first question is, cause somebody just asked me to look at their stuff, uh, is it's not very hypnotic. It's very fact-based, right? Basically, and very knowledge-based, where it's like you're, the, the biggest mistake most of us make, and I'm guilty of it, is you assume everyone knows what you do. And, you know, you're putting something out there. First question you should ask is, will the people reading it understand, right? And we'll go, yes, of course they'll understand because I understand, you know? Even if you have a closed group, it's like, no, that's not necessarily true. Um, I call it the paradox of knowledge. Some people call it the curse of knowledge, but it's something that just happens. You can't unlearn something when you learn it, right? 
And those of us that, that's had the um, pleasure of being in a seminar, like at a workshop, excuse me, especially at a conference and you drop in on one on a subject you're not familiar with, and the teacher you could tell is very knowledgeable in that subject, but since you know nothing, they're, they're using jargon, buzzwords, things that might work for them, that most of us will go, what? You know, and I can just look at this list. We got several people that I know, you know, that are on the call that can use buzzwords. You know, Dr. Vermonte can talk buzzwords from the inside the industry of acting. And because he's a, a, a big name agent, right? Inside that world, which in the world, that jargon is very knowledgeable. Right. But outside, you're like, what? But even then, if you're trying to bring people into your world, you have to realize that just like Captain Billy can can sprout off, you know, military stuff that most of us wouldn't understand. Risk, risk assessments, threats, things like that. Of course, um, Counselor Banks with the law, everything's a little bit different. Right. And so we assume that. So that's the first thing it has. Sometimes you have to run it by people. If you're going to do a post or an ad until you get good at it, you almost have to think. You know, who's your target? Who's your target, right? So you can have the same, you know, message that will go to different targets, right? If you're, if, if I was marketing to in the hypnotic, hypnotic community, which I do a lot of, that's where most of you are from, right? Uh, it's much different than if I was putting stuff out there to try to train new hypnotists, people that are interested in hypnosis, right? Um, and so the, you know, I make that mistake. We all do. So when you think about it, what's your target, what level is their knowledge base, right? What level is their knowledge base, right? So you're, if you're tar, you know, if you're, when I, if I was pitching, you know, something to psychologists, their knowledge base is different than, uh, people that weren't trained in it. It's not right or wrong. But the thing to remember, no matter what your target is, there's, got, there's a gap, which, which I talk about, between where they are now and where they want to be, right? And everyone has a gap. We act like, well, they're very successful. Well, you know, I don't think um, when you see really successful people, they usually want more success, right? They don't. They, you know, it's like there's always something missing, right? I mean, look at the billionaire class, right? Now they're all buying spaceships and wanting to do something, right? Because there's always something that they want. So if you if you find out what that what what is that gap, what's missing, that's what you target to. This this course I'm teaching now, it's like there's a lot of us that realize one of the things that's missing is our messages, our ads, our media isn't connecting with the people in the way that we want it to, to bring in clients, to bring in money, right? Unless you're like, you're just putting stuff out there for the good of the universe, God love you. Uh, but you know, it's like, you, you know, so what's missing, you know? And I realize it a lot, and that's what I talk about. You know, are you stuck? If you think about some of the, hypnotic ads I wrote for this class. Are you stuck? You know, where are you at now? You know, I got one I'm ready to send out for the last one for this, the class coming up is like, why broke people stay broke? 
right? Except I'm going to trick it to why broke hypnotists stay broke hypnotists, right? And it's what's missing. And I know from going to conferences for 30 something years, ladies and gentlemen, this year be my 32nd year at the National Guild. And you guys, you know, everybody wonders why I'm ready to retire uh, from this. But just from being at the conferences, talking to people, emails, my group, people I talk to, uh, that's what's missing. You know, they, they want more clients, more, you know, more effect, whether it's clients because they need the money or whether it's clients because they want to make a greater impact. And again, there's two different ads there, by the way, if you're picking up on it. If it's somebody that just wants to make an impact, you pitch them one way, right? But if they're trying to make money, you got to pitch them another way. So anyway, just things to bear in mind on who's your target and what's missing, right? And again, if the gap, if the missing gap, to use that analogy really quickly, is making money, you, you, you would slant it toward that, like, you know, if you see more clients, you'll make more money. And as you see more clients, you can have a greater impact, right? So you could do both. You know, as you make a better impact, your, your income should be going up. Right, whatever it is, so you could you just figure that out. Now, one of the things we have to realize when we're doing this is, you know, one of the things we have to develop. It's much like when I say hypnotic, we know the rules of hypnosis. You know, you one of the best things you have to have some level of trust for the person to hypnotize you. Right, at least at least that's the general rule. It seems to be. I know there's exceptions to it. But generally, you know, it's like you, you got to develop some level of trust. So as you're targeting this, if, if it's people who don't know you, if you're writing an ad and it's just going up there on Facebook or, or Google, you know, it, it, you got to build that trust, right? You got to build that trust, right? And how do you build trust? Well, we'll link back down here to social proof. Testo Everybody makes fun of testimonials. Testimonials work. There's a reason why when you watch an infomercial, a third of it is testimonials, right? And again, if you go back to who your target is, you know, uh, you find people that are like your target that will give you the social proof. You know, Chris was a struggling hypnotist for three years. He came to my seminar. He signed up for my mentoring program, and now he reliably makes six figures a year doing hypnosis and some stage shows. Okay, it's like if, if I'm targeting two hypnotists that have been struggling, right? Now I give them some kind of social proof that is from their group, right? And so you got to begin to do that, right? And that will give you the 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 trust. Well. It'll work for, if it worked for Chris and it worked for, you know, Michelle and it worked for three or four other people, it'll probably work for me. It's another reason if you're going to do social proof, you want uh, several examples, not just one, right? You want male, female, whatever the gender code we should be using now is. I'm going to be politically incorrect. I don't care. You know, uh, man, woman, small farm animal, whatever it is you want. It. Tough crowd. I'm here till Thursday. Tell your friends. Um, but yeah, so it's like, so you'll have, you know, a male, a couple of male testimonials, a couple of female. Um, if, if I'm pitching a hypnotist, I'll have a couple of new people so they can feel like it. Right. 
And then a couple of people who maybe been in the field a long time that are struggling, right? Because that'll go back to my target. So I hope you understand, you know, this is, I'm just kind of bouncing around here, right? But it's kind of cool. And the thing I notice I'm guilty of and other people can be is does your post or your ad have anything to get attention? Does it grab their attention? Or is it just fact-based, right? Because right. most people spend, I forget what it is, a few seconds looking at a post or an ad, right? And you have three types of people. You have the skimmers, they just kind of skim it. You have the leapers, they leap from headlines or the bold text in the thing. And then you have the people that read every word of the text, right? Now, if you're in the field, you'll think everyone is the type of person that will read every word. Au contraire, ladies and gentlemen. No, they're skimmers or they're leapers. There's so much information. So what are you doing to get attention, right? And again, this goes to your headline, which we'll work on, right? Does your headline grab attention, you know? And I just gave you the one you, you'll probably see soon. Why broke hypnotists stay broke hypnotists, right? That, you know, yeah. I will reveal the number one secret. I mean, you throw things like that in there. It's like, hmm, you know, most, most hypnotic marketers have no, no idea what they're doing. All right. And then back it up because people will start going, hmm, if it gets their attention. Right. Uh, so, you know, does your ad, does your post, does whatever you're doing, grab attention, potential. And, and with that, and again, I'm guilty of it. Do you have a focused message? You know, what is your message? This is this one I'm guilty of. I have several things I, I love to do. I have several interests. Is it focused? There was a there's a lady who had a, uh, 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 a product. And the product is something like how to make your, you know, how to get your dog to come when you call it. Something like that. It was very simple, right? That's all she did. All she did. Marketed it, had this whole product. This is an old example, but bear with me. That thing was making a million dollars a year at its height, right? It was what they call, it was an inch wide. It wasn't like how to get your dog to do this or how to get your dog to do that or how to do your cat or all the other things that I'm sure if she was a pet expert, she seemed to be, she could do. She was focused on this one thing, right? It was an inch wide, but it went a mile deep, right? And so it was like, and she, you know, she would just keep write, rewriting her posts and her ads in slightly different ways that would keep bringing people in, right? Because it's a big market out there. And in our hypnosis field, someone I see doing it brilliantly, absolutely brilliantly, my hats are off, my hat is off to them, is Dan Candell, the anxiety relief guy. That's pretty much all he's focused on. Yes, and he's still doing stage shows. And I reached out to him, he, uh, um, I haven't checked, I'm like, hmm, it won't be long till you'll probably be dropping state shows, right? And, it, you know, and he goes, that or I'll just, uh, when he did answer, he goes, that or I'll like just create a stage persona that'll be totally separate from the anxiety guy, right? Because if you are a CEO of a major corporation and you're stressed, you have anxiety, 
you'll probably want to see the world's best expert in anxiety who doesn't also do stage shows. It's like, you know, the best heart surgeon in town only does hearts. He's an MD. He could do a lot of other things. All he does is hearts, right? So do you have a focused message, right? For years, my kind of focused message for general things was addictions, right? Um, yeah, not anymore. I don't know. Uh, I say that and then tomorrow or yeah, tomorrow I have a going to go meet with somebody. They, they need a new clinical director, but you know, so what you, and again, your focus message goes back to your target. Right. Right. And lately, if I, if I stay doing clinical stuff, mine is going to be trauma. And then I can link that to addictions. I can link that to a couple other things, but it will just be on that. Won't do the things the other stuff, right? I say that with one caveat. My next class is on sports and performance with Jeff Neal, because he wants to, and he's a world, he was an ex-world champ, and he's got a world-class training organization for martial arts and boxers, right? So we're going to do that. But anyway, so do you have a focused message, right? And if you, every, every ad, every post, Everything you do will come back to your focus. Your message should be focused to come back to your target. And again, I'll use, I hope he uh, doesn't mind me saying it, but I can use Dan Candell and those, all his posts go back to anxiety. All his stuff goes back to anxiety. Even relationship stuff, it goes back to anxiety, right? It's like, that's the way we should be doing it. You know, I don't know who coached him on that, but it's very good to follow, right? So, you know, and again, you know, that you want to use your social proof, right? With, and everything goes back to your target market and use hypnotic writing, right? Which is what we'll be teaching. But we, we have a tendency, I think, because of our knowledge base to default back to wanting to use, you know, facts and figures. There was an interesting study at, not study, but a example it comes from Stanford University. Right. And Stanford University, if you get into the Stanford graduate school, you're probably pretty bright. You know, I don't think I could make a cut. Right. You know, maybe Billy. I don't know about anybody else, but it's like it's a tough cut. So they were doing. Uh, they were in a, some kind of class they were teaching. I can't remember which one, but they gave the students. And again, this is Stanford graduate or Stanford graduate school. Right. They they had to give a speech, like a one minute speech presentation on um, violent crime in America. And you either you have put in the group where you're going to talk about violent crime is a or nonviolent crime. Excuse me. Nonviolent crime is a big issue in the United States. Or you got to sign to the group. Nonviolent crime is not that big of an issue. Right. It was either one. And they had some facts and figures they could peruse. And they just had to give up and give a quick one minute presentation. Now everyone got up and gave their one minute presentation, right? Now again, Stanford graduates, smart people know how to do stuff, right? Some very good speakers in the group, very polished, very this. And they had like, the average one had like 2.3 facts in it, right? Okay, fine. And when they rated the speakers, you know, the better the speaking skill, the more polished, 
the more poised they were, they got high rated, you know, percentage wise on speaking skills. Now it was interesting right after like, I think it was groups of eight, right? That they gave the talk right afterwards, the, the professor took a break and then they watched, I think it was like Monty Python videos or something funny for a couple minutes. Then he came back and had each person uh, stand up and ask the group, what do they remember about the, the, about the talk? Right? Now it was interesting. The people that were rated the highest as best presenters had the lowest rate of retention for what they said. Right? The people that did the best at getting people to remember the message were the people that weren't graded very high on their presentation skills. But they did one thing different than the other people. They told a story. They made it emotional. That's what was remembered, not the facts. And again, the people judging them were Stanford graduates. I think it was an MBA program, Stanford MBA program. So they're very, so we think the facts, the figures, and being a polished speaker is what's important. But in fact, it was the ability to connect with the audience on, a, on an emotional level. That's what the people would remember, right? Whatever that happens to be, right? And so what happens to a lot of us to kind of close this little present preview is we get lost in trying to impress the wrong people in the wrong way, right? Um, and when I started doing some of those hypnotic posts that, that people have seen, you know, um, it, this goes all the way back to Billy can remember it, maybe a couple other people. When I used, to, I put out a couple of headlines, why are there so many fat hypnotists? I was at a conference walking around disgusted. <laughs> right. And boy, I got feedback, right? Oh, this is terrible. You're judging, you're doing this, you're doing that. Right. And, uh, and I was being yelled at at a conference. And I'm like, well, you know, da, 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 da. But a friend of mine, uh, who I love at times and hate at times, was standing there. And his, uh, his name is Scott McFall. And he goes, but Will, let me ask a question. Did you sell your product? I said, yeah, I sold, I sold quite a few of the, how to, you know, I had a like weight loss for him. <laughs> and he goes, then it worked, right? And the people that were yelling at me, were, were irrelevant to the conversation. They were never going to buy a product. They're going to pick me apart. And again, to tie it into the headline you're going to see next, why are so many, uh, why are there so many broke hypnotists? They're getting advice from other broke hypnotists, right? Or they're getting advice from the people that will show you how to get big ticket client, coaching clients to, you know, if it was that easy, why is this person teaching that? Right? It, doesn't make sense to me, but it's a, I understand what they're doing and they're doing it quite well. But anyway, so um, we're chasing the wrong target if you wanna do truly uh, uh, effective, whether it's posts or ads or things like that. So that's what we'll be going over in a little bit more detail in the six um, classes, very short, very focused, uh, six one hour classes give or take a little bit. I try to keep it short with a lot of homework to get you to want it, to get you to actually take the action to do it. Uh, people that, that, that will take it. The last time I kind of taught this, to, it was more in a mentorship program. 
you know, your, your effectiveness in, in your communication goes up, you know, across the board. Because the techniques that will get people to take focus on your ads or your posts or your, even your emails, if you're doing email marketing, you know, is the same thing that will work in other areas. So I hope for those that want to join, I hope that you join us. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fast. Uh, we have a, we're, like always, I have a private Facebook group that hopefully will get some action and people will, you know, stay involved in that. And, um, and the videos will be recorded in case you have to miss one because it's uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays for three weeks starting next week um, at 12 noon at this time. So anyway, I'd like to thank you for allowing me to be a part of this. And remember, it's about the stories and about how you connect with people, right? And can you do the things that we're talking about, right? Can you connect? Can you do things? And whatever it is, you know, can you get people to take action and have some fun, right? I was driving along the road the other day and saw a sign for like one of these roadside things you see here in Florida, people pull up a, a like a trailer and they serve, you know, tacos or beef sandwiches or something. And it said lobster tails, $2. And I went, well, I'll be damned. Lobster tails for $2. That's a hell of a deal, right? So I parked my car, truck at the time, jump out, go up, give the guy my $2. And he goes, once upon a time, there was a lobster, right? He was spinning a tail. And it's, it's an analogy, but it works, right? And all of, you know, one of my favorite, I'll close with, I'm a little sad today. One of my, my, one of my favorite comedians slash magicians recently passed away, the amazing Jonathan. If you ever got to see his show or you Google it and watch his show, it's all outrageous, over the top, but you walk away remembering the bits. It's been years since I seen him and I can remember the bits he did. They were over the top. They got your attention. They made you emotional. You know, it was a lot of fun. So anyway, that's it. Let me turn off the recording. Do, do, do.